our spirit. What is it? Where does it go? Are we able to see them using our mind's eye? If so, just what can spirit teach us? Welcome to School Through Spirit. Host Diet Renee is a certified psychic medium and master teacher of psychic and mediumship development through LWISSD. Diet was born knowing spirit and now is here to help you better understand the spirit world. And now your host, Diet Renee. Monday morning, everybody. Welcome back. Oh my gosh. This is Jet Renee here on Sculpture Spirit with WLTKDB. And I am here to talk to different people of all different modalities of spirituality and maybe just how spirit kind of affected their life. Now, each week I do do a topic of discussion, which spirit gives me, and then I go on to my guest. Now, my guest this week, guys, I... hold the fart. It's awesome. It's Mike Rexetter. I love Mike. I, I really do. I had the opportunity to meet Mike back in April at a Paracon. Nicest down-to-earth gentleman I think I've ever more met. Good morning, Mr. Kevin. Um, he's just an amazing, amazing guy. I'm going to read. I mean, he he owns, um, he, is, um, he is the CEO, creator of Haunted World Media, um, which is a publishing company. Um, he's written a book on the shadow people, Alaskan Triangle. Um, Mike has just been there, done that everywhere. Um, I want to read you a little bit of his bio that really is just, you know, it's it's kind of like his bio that's just on his, his feed. Um, before we talk a little bit about Mike or go on to our morning thing and me kind of like putting this all over the place. Um, but as you know, guys, we're going to get to Mike, know Mike as we're going. That's how we're going to do this. So Mike um, is the author of historic paranormal books, Ghosts of Maryland, The Ghosts of Legends of Oklahoma, the hybrid paranormal research um, written book, and The Encryption of Evil Times, the first selection of his historian ghost file series. He has appeared on multiple TV shows and programs of, as a paranormal historian, including Animal Planets, The Haunted, and the, bio the um, biographic channels, most um, My Ghost Story. Fox 5 News in Washington, D.C., Fox 27 News, Oklahoma City. And he produces his own internet show, shows Ghosts and Legends and Paranormal Roads. I mean, this guy is all over the place. Um, he's had several articles published all over, I mean, everywhere. Um, he's a best-selling author, you know, of Amazon. This guy is just literally all over. Books he's written, um, Encounters with the Paranormal, Encounters with the Paranormal, uh, sorry, there's dudes separate ones there. Three different ones there and they're all different places um he's also you know wrote the book called the shadow people and you know what i'm being told he actually wrote the book like he is the man that is is all about this um so just so much that we're going to get to know about mike today and again guys you're going to get to know him as i'm getting to know him because i'm not a big let's look at social media person to try to meet people because you know what you, you meet their social media you don't meet them so you know, I'm I'm really just kind of sitting here asking questions as we go, going, hey, guys, let's figure who this gentleman is. I just know he's just this amazing guy. I do know in the last year, this man has been in Ireland. He has been in Egypt. He's, he's just been all over, um, all over. Just incredible, incredible person. So this week, oh, my God, you guys missed me. I wasn't here last week, guys. I wasn't here. I was in Tampa, and I hope you enjoyed Terry Flick and Danny Lusmore. And um, I believe their special guest was Craig. 
Um, no, I didn't get to watch Brian. Good morning, Mary. Um, just uh, those guys, I love them. I love them, guys. You don't even know how much I love them, and they honor me every time that they show up and and host my show for me. And I'm just so so happy about that. But I am glad I am back, guys. I am so glad I'm back. I'm sitting here. Believe it or not, I am actually going through and I'm poisoned. Missed you lots. Missed you lots. I don't know who that is. Is that Tim? It says Facebook user. And I always assume it's Tim. It may not be Tim, but I always assume it is. Um, but we're just sharing this in various little places here for everybody to see and to enjoy. Um, because honestly, I want I want the world to see this. Um, the station is on break as of today, guys. Just so you know, the station is on break. Um, and my my producer was so nice to say, hey, you can come on and do this. You look so happy in your element while in Tampa. I was, guys. I was. And that's really a kind of a lot about my discussion today. Um, so as I'm sharing this, I'm going to start talking about that. Because my discussion today is on um, limiting yourself, guys. Limiting yourself. You know, um, a really, really dear friend of mine, CJ Martin, and I can say that because I've had her on. She's amazing. God, she's amazing. I love her to death. Oh, my God. If you ever get the opportunity to meet CJ, she is the biggest, brightest person I know. Wrap your arms around her and give her the biggest hug because trust me, she's going to hug you back just as equally. But CJ has a saying. And it's pretty awesome up until the moment you, you forget it because you're like, uh, um, it's like, so what, so yes, it's you, Tim. Is it me yet, Tim? I see you now, Tim. Um, but basically CJ says, and what else? And what more? She never just, she never, she never limits herself in any way. She never, she doesn't allow anybody to limit around her. And um, as soon as the words come back to my mind, because as I'm sharing, they went, bing, and I was talking about how great she was. Bing, the words went out. She'll laugh at me for that. But really what I learned this last this last week, this last weekend was, I'll tell you what, the first thing is when I went, um, when I went there, when I went to Tampa, guys, I was scared. I'll tell you, I was, I was excited, but really when it came down to it, I was scared. And um, I couldn't figure out why. Why was I nervous? Why, why was, I, hey, Kaden, um, I'm late, but still, let's go morning yet. You are never late, Kaden. You are never, ever late. But I, I will tell you, I was I was scared. I was nervous. I didn't know if I could do, I didn't know if I should be there. I wasn't going as a student anymore. I wasn't going as, um, I wasn't going as a master teacher, although I am one. <clears throat> I was going as Lisa's assistant. I was going to walk into a different scope, a different, um, place for myself. And that really was upping my game. You know what? I mean, that ups, it, it really upped my game. It made me look at myself and um, the way I never had, I never felt worthy to do that. I never felt worthy to ever put myself in a position where I was good enough to be picked for something like that. And to me, that was a huge honor. That was a huge honor. I think I've got it. Oh my God, Shelby, if you're listening, your hair looks amazing. She just did her hair. Um, but I never felt worthy of that. I never felt worthy of that position. And I knew that position, I knew something else was going to happen over that weekend. I, I knew something. I didn't know what. I knew it was a transition of myself. I knew it was an upgrade of myself. I knew 
something was going to occur. And I did know also I had to not limit myself. I had to look at myself from a different angle. And that was really hard to do because I always, no matter how well I tried to do something, no matter how hard I push myself, I'm always still put myself into a certain limited scope. You know, I never say what else is next. Oh, you know, what else could there be? Good morning. Oh, Kevin, your energy is glowing today. Oh, thank you. Might be the hair color. I changed it, guys. Um, I never do that. You know, I'm a hard worker. I mean, you give me a task and I am going to do it. I, good morning, Kim. I don't see Kim on here, but good morning. Um, so I'm a hard worker. I am very task oriented. I'm like, boom, boom, boom. I got this and I will deliver plus more than you ever asked for, probably an annoying amount because it's me. But it always still puts me in that portion of life where I am literally a person that is your flunky, for lack of better terminology. I mean, that's really the person I, I push to be. Oh, good morning. I don't know who that one is either, but my, oh, is it Faith? I'm not sure. Um, but good morning. Um, anyway, so I'm that person. That's who I've always been. And I will tell you what, I struggle with that. Why? Because even though I teach and even though I do all these wonderful things, I will sit there in my own element and somebody says, can you teach this or that? Or what do you teach? And I go, oh, mm, you know, and I don't look at the vast amount of knowledge I have. I, and I got a ton up there, guys. There's a lot up there. And when I went to Tampa, I was asked to teach. I volunteered. I wasn't asked. I, You know, hey, do you want to teach? I'd love to. And I put myself into an uncomfort zone. That zone I tell you guys to go to all the time. I put myself in that uncomfort zone. And I literally, I knew what I was going to teach. But I went, oh, my God, how am I going to do this? Oh, my God, what am I going to do? And I brought my, my little Mac my Mac Pro, whatever it is, laptop thingy, um, on the plane. And when we flew up, I opened it up, put the subject up, and just started typing. And I was blown away that I not only went, wrote one class, I wrote all three in the air on the way to Tampa. I was like, wow. When I really opened up and didn't put limits on myself that I was just this person and I opened up and said, I can be this person and this is a person I want to be, everything exploded in front of me. And I just was like, wow. And that was the beginning of me saying, I'm not limiting myself anymore. That I am worthy. That I can do this. And it made me look into the past, which... Guys, we know I don't like to look there because past is sometimes really kind of hard. But it made me look into the past of all the times and all the ways I have been, quote unquote, self-sabotaging myself with a limiting behavior, with a limiting belief. How many of you guys do that? How many of you think, God, if I would have just done this, if I would have just done this, I'd have been further along in life. But really... Something stops you. Something in here stops us. And it will tell you what, I'm not a master genius on this, but I'll tell you what, I'm a master of my own sabotage. And it's always my fear. It's my limiting belief of myself and what I am capable of doing. What I'm capable of doing. And I had to stop and go, wait a second. 
I am capable of so much more. What else can I do? So that weekend really proved that to me. And it blew me away. It blew me away So, because so many amazing, wonderful, mind-blowing things happened. And so many amazing people were coming to me as if I was an expert. And I had, I'm not an expert, guys. I have a lot of knowledge. I have a lot of experience. But I'm never going to say I'm an expert because you know what? I got a long way to go for that. I might get it when I die. I don't know. Yeah, exactly, Caden. But a lot of things happened with that because a lot of people kept coming to me and asking me this and asking me that and asking this and that and looking to me for this guidance. And I was like, wow, this, there's something to this. What, what is this? There's something to this. But what really blew me away is at the very end of the, the initial three-day event, we still have trance to go, but the initial three-day event, I walked out of the room and there was some ladies standing there and I'm like, woohoo, this is an awesome weekend, cartwheels everybody. And they did cartwheels. I was like, oh my God, what are you doing? I said, they said, because it's you. And I went, you literally just did a cartwheel because I said so? And they went, yeah, because it's you. And I was like, that blew my mind that somebody had that kind of respect for me. It blew my mind that somebody upped me beyond a student. It blew my mind that I was not seeing myself in that same arena. And I had to realize I needed to up my own game on myself. And I had to realize how much I limit myself. How many times I tell myself I'm not worthy, I can't do this. I'm waiting for this. I'm waiting for that. Um, I always talk about this book, and I've been talking about it for years, guys. I mean, anybody that's heard me talk, God, they're sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of talking about it. Why? Because literally, I talk, and I talk, and I talk. And you know what? I have a million reasons not to write it. A million self-sabotaging reasons not to write it. But really, I should only have one reason to read it, write it, and that is because I shouldn't limit myself. And that maybe somebody out there really wants to wants to read it. Who knows? Maybe maybe it'll sit on a shopping couch desk. Maybe it'll never get written. I don't know. Maybe at least publish. Who knows? But it doesn't mean I have to limit myself and not do it. Exactly, Caden. Exactly. You know, but I do, and, and and it's weird because since I've gotten back, and I've been back from Tampa for a week, God, oh, almost a full week. You want to read it? Oh, thank you, Tim. I know that's Tim. I don't know why. I just know the energy of Tim. I think, God, I hope it's Tim now. Um, but I've gone through a lot of transitions over this last week, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. And in my head, I'm like, you better get it done because Mercury retrograde is coming. you got like hours left before Mercury retrograde happens. Oops, it's not me. Oh, man. No, um, I love it when it just shows Facebook users. I think I need to I need to click here, there, and everywhere to kind of see who's, who's writing and who's not. Um, maybe I'll go to the station channel. I bet you that'll give me everybody on there. It does. Maybe, maybe not. No, it doesn't. Oh, my God. Who knows? Who knows? Um, oh, thank you. It was Lori. Thank you, Lori. 
Um, yeah, I don't understand, but Facebook, Facebook does this whole privacy thing. It's like, oh my gosh, it's crazy. So, um, sometimes I'll just read the comments, guys, and you're going to have to know who's, who's writing it. Um, but I've done a lot over this last week. And again, I think everybody, I don't think I'm alone in this. I don't think I'm talking my own talk and, and my own story by myself. I honestly think that everybody is in this transition right now. And I do think it's about going into this new year. I think it's, it's all about endings and beginnings. And I know for myself, it's a little bit more powerful. And the reason for this is, is if we bring in Kelly, the numerologist, y'all know her. She tells me I'm in a nine year. I'm in a nine year, which means, oh my God, this is about completion and getting rid of and, and transitioning out and getting rid of junk and busy, 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 busy. And that's been me all year. I mean, I'll tell you what, I've gotten rid of more stuff and, and friends have been stripped away and things have been stripped away. And I sit there going, but why? But why? But every time something happens, whether it's a friend, a situation, a thought process, something else opens up. And I hear you wouldn't have gone there if you held on to this. So I've done a whole lot of just opening my hands this year and letting it all just blow out. It's kind of like putting dandelions in your hands, dandelions that have just, you don't even, they're not even hooked anymore. Them little white fluffy things. And opening your hand and just waiting for the breeze. And watching it fly away. And even though you want to keep it in your hands and keep it close, because it's so pretty here. It's more pretty. It's more magnificent when they fly into the sky. And every one of them little things, them little seeds, take a wish of what you want to be in. And that's an unlimiting wish of who you want to be. And that's really what's happened to me over this last week. And my dreams have been taken over. My daytime thoughts have been taken over of this last year and everything that has been released. And I think to myself, I got about two weeks left, two weeks left for the universe to strip whatever way it's going to. And I'm hoping it does it nicely and softly because January 1st, I started one year. Thank God for ones. But it's all about creation and beginnings and new. And going into a magnificent life that's created by me in the universe. An unlimited life. And I'm finding that when I look over this last year, releasing a lot of that limited behavior and the limited thoughts is getting me ready for that unlimited lifestyle. To know that what else is possible. There you go. There's her saying, what else is possible? That's CJ saying. I knew if I just let it go, it'd come back. What else is possible? The sky, the stars, the moon. Who knows? I was shown some things this weekend. And it was shown by a spirit. And I'm not, I'm not getting, and, and yes, it was 
was during a reading. It was a public demonstration reading. And, and I'm not going to say the name of who it was or where it went to, but I was showing something this weekend and it was mind blowing. And the loved one showed me, and of course he was using this metaphor, this explanation painted picture in my head to explain something totally different to his loved one. But I got a huge message out of this. And what he showed me was a person sitting in, say, at my desk. And I look around and I look at the chaos all around me, the things that need to be done that I haven't done and I need to get done. And oh my God. Urgh! And I can hear the family out here. And I know out here it's cold and it's bitter. And I know the neighbors might be bickering. I don't know. They, they may not be. And I know there's Christmas hustle and bustle and all this ugh, community stuff going on. Seems like a lot, doesn't it? But when I pull back away from where I'm sitting at my desk, like a, a soul leaving the body, and you look down, my immediate image of where I'm sitting right now seems crazy. But when you pull back, like you go up in an airplane and you pull back, all of a sudden you don't see the people running around, do you? You just start to see itty bitty little houses. Lots of land, lots of water. And as you keep pulling back, and you know what? The little tiny things don't seem to matter as much because you can't see them. They're gone. It's poof, gone. And when you keep pulling back, you know, that plane can start to go up really high and you can look really, really high up. You start to see, you start to see continents. And if it can go into outer space and you look down, you see a planet. And if you keep going out far enough, you're going to see lots of planets. But really what you're going to see is the beauty of the universe, the beauty of space, and how it's been beautifully painted. And how that maybe you could just reach out and touch a star and move it here. Wipe the paint here and create a Milky Way. Put some sprinkles in for meteors. And all of a sudden you look back and all you know is the earth is in this position over here someplace. And really all the problems of it, because they don't matter. They really don't matter. Because what you're looking down at is this bigger picture. The bigger picture that's all around you. And all around you are these beautiful planets and this beautiful space. And this, all of a sudden now there is no limits of where you can or cannot go. And I was blown away by that to go, wow, all this chatter in my head and all this crap that's all around us is all limiting. And we do limit ourselves. I can't do that because I can't quit my job. I can't do that because I don't have the money. I can't do that because I can't, I can't, how am I going to move? I can't do that because I don't have the time. I can't do that because I'm just not smart enough. Oh, I can't do that because I'm the wrong size. I can't, I can't, I can't. There's always a reason why you can't. So start looking for the reasons why you can. Start looking for all of those reasons. Who says I can't move? I'll tell you what, when I look back on my life, 
I am that person. When I was a person that said, I can't move, I can't do this, I can't do that. And I tested the theory without even reason, realizing I tested it. And life was really sucking about 10 years ago. And I went, oh my God, what the hell am I going to do? My mom came down to visit me. And she said, Let, I'm just going to take you away for the weekend. And she took me back to her house up in Hayward, Wisconsin. And I sat there for a week. As I slept on a floor in her spare room with a bunch of blankets. And it was cold because it was March. And I looked at that room and I came out and I said, Mom, can I move in with you for a little bit? And she went, huh? And she went, yeah, I guess. So we drove back. I went and rented a storage shed and I put all my crap in it. And in a week I was gone. A week. So screw it. Walked away from nursing. Walked away from the only community I really ever knew because it was, I've only ever, I had only lived in one county. Walked away from a lifestyle because trust me, going to the Northwoods is a whole other lifestyle. I walked away from everything. And I will tell you what, that's probably the journey that started to unravel my self-sabotaging, unraveled my limiting beliefs. Now, it's taken 10 years to get to where I've gotten. Trust me, it didn't happen in one week, and this has been years of undoing. And I probably still have years to go. But it's mind-blowing at how far I've come. And where we're going to. Now, how many of you this week can put your hand up to say, there's something this week you're going to do that you've always been putting off, that you've wanted to do? Maybe you want to build a dollhouse. Don't tell anybody I did that this week. Big one. Great big one. Granddaughter wanted a dollhouse. You know what? And I'm a big go-home type of person. So I went to Hobby Lobby. I bought the biggest one I could find because that's me. And built it with techie glue and lots of paint. And it's gorgeous. Oh, my God. There you go, Tom. That's awesome. So we could go when I got home from Tampa. I'd already had the house. Didn't think I could do it. God didn't think I could do it. My daughter, when I woke up, looked at me and said, Mom, we're going to do this. Huh? And I was blown away. Today I just put the trim on. And I'm looking at a creation that I had a big hand in. I love that. I love that, Kaden. So now i got to find something this week. Maybe I'll start the book. Maybe I'll write another class. Maybe, who knows? Whatever spirit pops into my brain is what I'm going to do. And it's going to be magical. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be awesome. But I want you guys to do the same thing. Find something this week that doesn't limit you. Find something you didn't think you could do and do it. Okay? Well, we're going to take a quick station break in a, in a few minutes. And I, I hope when we get here, Mike has shown up. It's Christmas. Beautiful, guys. This is Jet Renee with School Through Spirit, WLTKDB.com. See you in a few.
Eisencell's psychic medium is a medical intuitive that specializes as a body code practitioner. As an energy healer, Ellie offers additional services that allow her modalities to be intertwined with energetic healing. Within your subconscious lies information that knows everything about you and why you deal with specific conditions. The subconscious can be considered the blueprint to your entire body. With Ellie working physically with your subconscious mind, we detect what negative emotions are trapped and where they are stored within the body that is causing you your emotional and physical pain. This work is designed to remove imbalances and correct them energetically, getting to the root cause of why you have your condition, to help balance your body so it may heal itself. Your body is infinitely wise and wants to be in balance. The body code is not only gentle for humans, but it is also a gentle process to help animals. For more information, contact Ellie Weisencell at the website below. keep up with the latest at the station how about catch up on your favorite shows on the go download the free wltk db mobile app on the app store and google play watch listen and shop right from the palm of your hand the wltk db mobile app the truth is here and now get yours today Hey guys, I'm thinking Mike might have missed the time because he's a little late and that's okay because it happens, time zones get us every time. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just go in with our weekly reading if you guys don't mind, waiting for Mike. Um, again, I know he's awake because he's been on Facebook. Um, so let's let's look at this. What should we pull today? Let's. Oh my God, I'm struggling. I'm struggling with cards. I'm struggling with cards. So what I'm going to do is we're going to just start with our weekly reading and then we're going to go from there and then see what happens. We're just going to see what happens. You know what I mean? Um, and go from there. So, you know what? Well, wouldn't be the first time and then I just have to bring them on another day, you know, but that's okay. That's okay. <sighs> okay, guys. Okay. So let's do our weekly reading and kind of, we're just going to flip this show all over the place, see what happens, you know? So today we're doing that five card stud. Okay, so pick your numbers one through five. Um, as you guys know, gosh, it's warm in here. I have I have the wood burning stove guys going on, and my little space heater going on. My office is frigid. My office is frigid. So, do 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 do. Shuffle those cards. As you know, pick a card one through five. 
you can pick any one of them. You can pick two or three of them. You can pick all of them. This is your reading, what you need for the week. And we're going to go from there, okay? Beautiful, beautiful. Doo -doo -doo. So card number one, potential gateway. Oh my God, what a perfect card for this week. What do you love? I love this. I love this. So potential gateway tells me, guys, whoever picked number one, you've got some opportunities coming. You got some major, major opportunities coming, guys. Okay. Um, you got some major opportunities, and I love this. But you know what? The top opportunities, you can see them coming, but there's work to be done. If you look close at this card, there's a whole universe. Remember that whole thing I was describing there? There's a whole universe in this card. And you can see all the work and the community and all that beauty. But through there, through there is that beautiful hole going through that tree, which again is unlimiting. You love it? It's unlimiting. So it's basically saying what is possible here. What else can you do? What else do you want to do? Think about, you know, if you pick card number one, it's think about what you want to do in life. What opportunities are you looking at? And go for them. Sometimes you have to create your own opportunities. Sometimes they're not just dropped in your lap. And sometimes you just got to go, okay, we're going to do this and kind of go forward with it. Okay? So that's what this one's about. Card number two, card number two, be in service. You'd swear, I haven't even used these cards in forever you've seen me shuffle. Um, be in service. This is a nice card also because being in service doesn't necessarily mean you're going to go be a firefighter or a police officer or a nurse or anything of that nature. It doesn't mean you're going to go be in the military, but it does mean that, you know what, finding happiness sometimes is looking outside of yourself to somebody else, okay? Finding that way, sometimes it's just giving a smile. Sometimes it's, you know, handing a dollar to, you know, somebody that's homeless on the side of the street. You know, sometimes it's giving advice. Sometimes it's just helping somebody go move or pick up their groceries. Whatever it might be, being in service is really your calling this week. And it's about helping others to help yourself. I'll tell you what, sometimes the happiest moments I get is when I help others. And I'm a go-getter to help everybody and anybody I possibly can. That's, that's just me. But when I sit back and I go, wow, the reason I do it, <clears throat> sometimes it's just to make myself feel better. So if you are that person that may be being struggle a little bit through this holiday season, go find somebody to help. Go, go find a way of being in service. It's going to help you feel better. It's going to help them too. Card number three, breakthrough, the breakthrough card. Loving this card. Because you pick number three, this means you are ready to push through push forward, see yourself in a new whole life. You are transitioning huge, huge. And the breakthrough might be yourself, like, boof, getting through. Or this could be a breakthrough of an idea, a breakthrough of an understanding, something that just goes, wow, oh, life just got a little bit easier, okay? But I'm going to tell you, I also feel like this is just not small. I feel like this is big. I feel like this is big. I think a lot of you out there are going to have a ton of breakthroughs this week. And a lot of different things that are just going to transition your soul, transition your spirit. Okay? Um, I keep looking for a message. Card number four. Keep your dreams alive. Keep your dreams alive. Okay? I love this card. I love this card. Um, keeping your dreams alive. This card really it does talk about... This does talk about um, a lot of what I was talking about so far this morning. So if you pick number four, this really is about you going, you know what? I want to do this. I want to do that. And I'm going to do it. 
I'm going to do it. It's about thinking about all those things that you've thought about, all those things you've wanted to do, and just not letting them go. Realizing that you might be 40 or 50 or 60, you might be 20, who knows? But it's never too late. It's never too late to transform, to change, to just jump tracks. As long as you're not dead, you have enough time. And that's what this card's about. So if, if you always wanted to be a creator, you always wanted to be a painter, and you're like, oh, my God, I never learned to paint. Who cares? Go to Hobby Lobby. Go to Michael's. Go to Walmart. Go get yourself a cheap canvas, some paints, and some cheap brushes, whatever, and just slap it on and see what happens. That's what this is about, guys. Card number five, culmination, culmination of vision. Culmination of vision. And I like this because if you're at number five and you've picked this, it is bringing it all together. You are bringing everything you've ever thought, all those ideas, all those wants, all those wishes, and you're bringing them together. And you're finally realizing what is possible. What else? What else can I do? Because I, you finally have realized that, oh my gosh, you can do what you've been doing. And you're looking back to say, wow, I've been doing bits and parts of it. So now I just got to bring it together. And that's what this card is talking about. So if you pick number five, you're ready. So card number one was that potential gateway. Card number two is be of service. Number three is breakthrough. Number four is keep the dreams alive. And card number five is culmination of vision. Now I'm going to tell you what, if I put all these cards together, I'm going to tell you this is your week to make you happen. This is your week to make you happen. Okay. This is your week to, you know what, to take anything you want to do and blow it up. Blow it up. Okay. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Do, do, do. Let's do. Let's do a wordy one for a card that brings it all together, guys. Let's do a wordy one for that. Mike's coming in. He just had the time wrong on the calendar, which I kind of figured. You know what? Time zones suck. Um. So I told him no worries. So let's bring this through as accumulation or accumulation, a card to kind of bring it all together. And then we'll talk to Mike. How's that sound? So it's journey of home to wholeness. Beautiful card here. Love from a sense of wholeness. We may have concepts of others that are not really who they are due to subconscious projections or ideals. We would, we could have the idea that we will feel better about ourselves when we achieve a goal or status. This takes us out of the present and puts conditions on love. Hold the vision that you and others are already perfect. Thus, we can heal through the transformative power of acceptance. Acknowledge the full spectrum and bring any fractured parts back to the present moment. Here, we are whole and empowered to step into the brightness, brightest version of ourselves. I can't make this up. I can't make this up. Does that card not go perfectly with everything we've been talking about today? With all of it? It's crazy, isn't it? It's just crazy. This card is seen to work on you guys. And that's what this week's about. It's working. I mean, every week's about working on you. Let's let's face it. As long as we're alive and six feet above ground, we got this. You know, but this week is really just talking about that. It's really talking about that and seeing how much further you can go and what more you can do. 
Caden says, I think it, this weekend, oh, yep, I read that one. Caden is also getting my spirit shed down this week. Oh my God, I love that. You're going to have to post pictures of that, Caden, and validation. You must have loved the card you got. And Tim, oops, breakthrough. I'm telling you, Tim, you've had lots and lots of breakthroughs, Tim, which has been crazy, which has been crazy. So why we're still, Mike is coming. I know that. So we're going to talk about some of the shows and I'm only going to talk about them until I see Mike's face and then we're just going to introduce Mike. Okay. Um, like I said, guys, it gets really crazy how we, how the time zones kind of mess things up and my show goes for two hours, but I bring my cast in at the half hour mark, you know, so I have room for tons of, tons of possible things not happening the way they're supposed to be. So when spirit makes it work, they make it work perfectly. Now, guys, this week, we do have Monday Morning Monsters after me today. And after that, we're done for the week. We're giving the station a holiday break, saying Merry Christmas. We come back on. Oh, my God, my hair. Ugh, what did I do? Let's do this. Y'all are going to say I look fine, but I messed it all up. And now I look like a whirlwind. That's okay. Fair Fawcett days are coming back, right? <clears throat> so starting next week, we are coming back here and i hope i got there i got the most updated if not we will add some to it so monday morning next monday morning we are starting school through spirit with myself at 9 a.m monday morning monsters with barnaby jones are is at noon be the change with christina bloom will be on at 8 p.m and then she follows herself back up with the paranormal room with christina bloom and logan jacobson at nine tuesdays exploring the paranormal with heather lee is at 9 a.m and guys, I'm coming back next week with Unfiltered with Diet Renee at 6 p.m. Sorry, guys. I was flipping exhausted. I couldn't do it. Could not do it this last two weeks, guys. And I'm so sorry. I am so blatantly sorry. But we are coming back next week. Moment to Moment is after that with Linda Hope at 7 p.m. And Pete Orbea has Paranormal Pete at 10. Wednesdays, we start out with self-care with paranormal. What paranormal, what's paranormal got to do with it? And that's with Deidre Sanford at 10 a.m. Followed by the Psychic Hour with Kelly Brickle at 3 p.m. See and Beyond with Kelly Eckhart and Cheryl Murphy at 6 p.m. And I was on their show last week and it was flipping awesome. I'm telling you, best interview ever. I loved it. Over the Target with Missy Hart and Nicole Ford is on at 8 p.m. Thursday is Chat with Charlie with Stephanie Lynn at 9 the Tyson's Gift Podcast with Brandon Wainwright is at 6 p.m. Realm of Darkness with Rennie Rodriguez and Ashley Moreno is at 7. The Afterlife Chronicles with Nicole Strickland is at 8 p.m. And then I think we have to, but I think she's we're waiting until the new year for her, guys. Sorry. And maybe one more week after for that because she's on a little bit of break. I'll let you know when she's coming back, but I'm going to keep her in the lineup. Voice one is with Amor, Amara Ambade at 10 p.m. Fridays is a psychic hour reading show at 3 p.m. New Bridge Radio and Kev, with Kevin Mackey's at 7. Twisted Ascension with Kaden and um, Alyssa Mask at 8 p.m. And Haunted Voices with Todd, um, Todd, Todd Nicole and Nicole Strickland. Todd Basin and Nicole Strickland's at 10 p.m. And guys, we're going to grow again. We're going to grow good. Why? Because we have my catcher coming in. My catcher, he is paraflex, he is a promoter, he does so much stuff, so many incredible things. My catcher is coming into the station to help the back scenes, doing bunches of stuff, being incredible. It's going to be awesome. And I'll tell you what, we're not, just watch for a lot of insane growth. 
And if you want to meet my catcher, because if you don't know who he is, that's okay. Mike is going to be on my show. Mike is going to be on my show. So you'll be able to see the face with the name in a few weeks. Face with the name in a few weeks. My God, I haven't even switched. I got, I got virtually nothing on my books this week. What is up with that? This I must be on a break this week or something. Hey, guys, that means if you want readings, this is the week to, to call up and say, oh, my God, you got time this week? Because I got time. So next Monday. The my catcher dude I was talking about, you get to meet him. He's on next Monday morning with me. The man, another man helped, that has joined our team, my catcher. Um, he's you're gonna see the face, the face that goes with the name, with the gentleman that's gonna help build the station to bigger and brighter than we thought imaginable, and taking it to to new dimensions, which is awesome, which is incredible. Um, so again, my catcher's on next week, and if you want to be not like me and Google him, feel free. I'm not a Googler, guys. I'm just not. I'm not that person that Googles. So um, that is a big thing. I need to write in. I do have a couple appointments here, guys, and I'm writing in really quick. Um, but, yeah, if you want those readings, guys, this is the week to do it. Um, because I have availability just because I, I think I put myself I, I put myself on a shutdown for some reason. And I am saying now I'm open to the universe to open up and let's get this done. Let's get this done. So um, those are some major things going on. Now, going into the new year, I want to tell you, I feel like I'm everywhere and anywhere, guys. I feel like I'm anywhere. I got the wrong book. I got the old book out here. Um, so I'm going to let you guys know about that a little bit because I think Mike will probably be in in about 10 minutes. So we'll probably do another station break before Mike comes in. And we'll call that good for the day for station breaks. But I just want to tell you where I'm going to be over the next few weeks anyway. You don't want to hear about the, the dentist. But... I have not posted this live and, and, and screaming about it yet, but my first major event into the new year is going to be January 5th. It is going to be an online event, and you all know Rob Thompson. You know how much I love this guy. He's he's the bee's knees of everything. Um, we are doing an online gallery event, all mediumship, talking to your loved ones. Um, tickets for that will be $30. I will be putting that together and putting it out there today. If you go to my site, Rob's site, the Ghostfinder site, the WLTK site, any site you see it, you're going to be able to purchase those tickets. Now, it is going to be a limited number of seating because, you know, Zoom only lets me put so many people in there. But it's going to be Rob and myself. And it's our first event together in over a year. Oh, my God. It's been a but. The man is incredible to work with. I'll tell you, incredible to work with. Um, after that, after that, um, we have my birthday. Yeah, guys, my birthday's in January. I'm getting old. I'm going to be 52. Oh, my God, guys. I'm going to be 52. Um, on the 22nd, I'm going to be in New York, guys, Lilydale Church in New York. Why? Because my church asked me to come and speak, so I'm going to come and do that. Um and then I'm going to look because I know I got an event of the week. Now, the week after that, you can also find me. And this is just kind of filling up January. The week after that, I am in um, Eau Claire, Wisconsin at the Best Western on January 29th, which is going to be an amazing day because it really is my first physical event back for the new year where you can, can just kind of come in, say hi, and uh, get that reading in person. It's a wellness event, not a paracon, guys. But again, it's going to be the first first of many to come for the year. With that being said, we're going to take a really quick station break. And when I come back, we're going to have Mike. This is Jet Renee with School Through Spirit on WLTKGB.com. See you in a few.
If you're a fan of the paranormal world, then you'll love WLTKDB Talk Radio. Talk shows bringing you the latest on everything paranormal, cryptozoological, metaphysical, true crime, psychic readings, and more. The truth is here and now on WLTKDB Talk Radio at WLTKDB.com. Good Monday morning again, everybody. Welcome back here after that quick break. This is Jack Renee here on School Through Spirit with WLTKDB.com. I'd like to welcome in Mr. Mike Rexa. Hi, Mike. Hi, Diet. How are you? I'm doing fabulous. How about yourself? Oh, doing pretty well. Sorry for the late entry. I truly apologize for that. Oh, please don't. Please. I always tell people between time zones, when my guest is on versus yeah. when my show is, it gets confusing. It gets confusing. A little, a little bit. And it's a crazy time a of year. So there's that too. There is. There's so much going on. So trust me, I was just like, hey, guys, I'm really I'm flexible. We just did the end of the show a little bit earlier and, and we flipped it around. Not a big deal. All right. Great. <laughs> so beautiful. So, um, Mike, I told people a little bit about you. Um, I know my I, I talked to my my station manager and he's like, this man wrote the wrote the book on shadow people. This man wrote the book on shadow people and just he he pretty much bows down to the discovery of shadow people. I don't know okay. if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I did write a book on shadow people. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah, I don't know if it's all of that, but you know, you're a person that's really um, looked up to in the paranormal community. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about that? I mean, how you got to that that to that place? Yeah, um, I mean, it's. It's kind of been a lifelong journey, you know, uh, the writing part of it has been a, a part of me since I was seven years old. I've always loved writing. Um, but when it comes to the paranormal, you know, I was an experiencer as a child. And my first significant experience, you know, was about at the age of eight years old and it was with a shadow person. Uh, I woke up in the middle of the night and in the corner of my bedroom, there was standing a tall, dark figure. And, you know, I had no idea about shadow people at that time. Um, you know, I thought there was an intruder in the house and, you know, somebody broken in maybe to rob the place or worse yet, you know, maybe they'd broken in to kill me. Cause you know, you think that at about eight years old. Yeah. yeah. Um, fortunately I'm still alive to tell the tale, which is great, <laughs> but, uh, but it didn't get physical with me. It, it approached my bed, grabbed me by the wrists crossed my arms across my body and then ran off down the hall and of all places into a closet. And wow. by that point, I found my voice, found my legs, ran off to my parents' bedroom. And, uh, and you know, they're trying to console me and trying to tell me that I just had a bad dream. But I've been awake for this, this whole experience. And, you know, it was, it was definitely terrifying at that age because, you know, I'm trying to scream. Nothing's coming out of my mouth because I'm too terrified. And I was staring at this blank black face and there was nothing there. Um, but I've had several other uh shadow encounters over the years that was the only one in that particular house um, right. i would never call that a haunted house or anything like that when we moved from that house in massachusetts to a different house in ohio um, we had a lot more going on there where for the first three four months i was routinely seeing a shadow but it was a very very different kind where the first one was very very solid 
this right. new one was very translucent and did not get physical with me at all. Uh, we mm. just kind of stand in the doorway of, of rooms and watch and stare. And my mother has seen this thing too. So, uh, cool. so that, which was great to get affirmation from her. Yeah, it's not just an imagination of a child at that point. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. It just sounds like it was one heck of a journey with that. You know, and uh, I have a question. Do, yeah. do you ever see shadow people in dreams or are they just in the, the waking? And it's only because of my own experience in my head right now. <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah, not in dreams. Um, okay. All of mine have been in waking moments, you know, and a lot of a lot of people attribute, you know, especially the medical community, try to attribute the whole phenomena with coming out of a dream and you're hallucinating and things like that, which I have, <laughs> I have some theories about all that, but, um, but yeah, all of my experiences have been in a waking moment, sometimes like on a paranormal investigation, something like that. Uh, you know, so it had nothing to do with the dream state, but other people, you know, have reported, um, and I, and I've, and I've talked a lot about, premonitions, dream visitations, things like this, because I've had visitations from my, my grandparents in my dreams. And uh, I've talked with a number of other people who have had uh, visitations from loved ones within their dreams. So um, would getting a visit from a shadow in a dream uh, be some sort of similar phenomenon, perhaps? Right. I was just kind of wondering, because I had that, you know, I was that kid that had that reoccurring dream, but it was always a shadow. Mm -hmm in my dreams so i'm like is okay it <laughs> is it possible or is it just a kid's nightmare you know that just seems to be chasing me down a hall you know so uh, for everybody that's listening what exactly is a shadow figure oh that's a loaded question so how, how much time do we have we got all the time you need <laughs> right well that's why i wrote a whole book because they are a lot of different things i'll get that question okay what is a shadow person and you know they could be just a you know human spirit that can't fully phantom that can't fully manifest as an apparition uh, you have some some that are uh ets you have some that are uh light beings or astral projections you know, what i think a true uh uh shadow person is is an interdimensional being that's crossed over here from some other plane of existence you have others that are time slips so uh yeah there are a variety of different things and it's really situational Oh, wow. That's incredible because I don't think people think about all of those things. I know I don't because I've had the experience of shadow people at investigations. I've also seen them when I've remote viewed for people, you know, and, and looked at it and went, oh, it's just a shadow person. I, I it, To me, it was like, no big deal. Don't worry. It just stays in the basement. You're good. And I never thought of the aspect of it, how many different things it could be if I would have actually looked into it to say, hey, what are you if you're able to communicate? Right. And that's, and that's what I tell people is if if you have an opportunity to try to communicate with this particular being or entity to find out more about it, then do so. Because just, you know, the question of, I saw a shadow dart down my hallway. Mm -hmm. What was it? It's really not enough information to go on. It could be all a bevy of different things. So right. yeah, the more information that you can get on what these things are through multiple experiences, the better. Oh, I love that. I love that. So how did, excuse me, how did, you know, you know, seeing these things as a child develop into a lifelong career? I mean, yeah, um, <laughs> you, know, I, they normally go, you know, when I played with fairies, I didn't believe in them when I grew up, you know, 
<laughs> yeah, you know, I, I took that survey in high school about, you know, what you want to be when you grow up and you, you put in the different bubbles for, you know, under science or history. And it just came out, you know, paranormal investigator. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I could probably believe that because I think mine was like, this one's just going to grow up to be crazy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, I mean, honestly, I think like with a lot of other people, and well, I guess maybe a lot of other people my age, I should say, because we didn't have the television shows back then where people could watch them. Like, hey, I'm interested in that. I want to do that. Um, right. You know, I kind of fell into it. My first little paranormal investigation had no idea that's what I was doing. Um, I was about 15 years old. Um, and my friend David and I were at our friend Lori's house. And we're just, you know, sitting, sitting in her living room, shooting the breeze, you know, talking about teen drama and things like that. Uh, she lived in an older house in the downtown area of Worcester, Ohio, where we lived. And all of a sudden she says, I think my house is haunted. David and I are like, oh, cool. Okay. Tell us some stories, you know? Right. Um, and she does. She starts telling us about different things that happen around the house in there was this uh, old family cemetery out in the backyard and things like that, you know, which made it creepy. But her issue was that in her bedroom, she couldn't keep anything tacked up on this one wall. You know, I'm talking like posters and things like that. You know, with kids. Right. So David and I were like, okay, let's go check it out. You know, her, her thing was whenever she would tack something up there, a day, a week, monthly, whatever it was, it would always fall down. So right. we're going to go up and we're going to check out this wall. We're going to investigate. So we go up there and we're taking a look. Okay, it's a wall. <laughs> it's a wall. <laughs> um, and she's telling us some more stories. And I didn't know this about David at the time, but he was extremely, extremely sensitive. And he put his hand flat to the wall like that. And he just started, he just turned this bright, bright red and started sweating profusely. And I'm looking at David like, oh my gosh, what, what in the world's going on with my friend? I've never seen this before. Right. And so he starts going wall to wall in the house to check out, you know, any other quote unquote hot spots. Right. And that was the moment that I knew, you know, just looking at the wall, looking at David, just getting a grasp on the whole situation and just realizing I am totally fascinated by this. You know, sure. I'd had experiences when I was young, but you know, the right. fact that I'm in a haunted house and we're, you know, checking it out, investigating, even though we had no idea that is really what we were doing. Right. Um, I, I knew it was something that I was going to somehow be connected with for the rest of my life. Right. That is so cool. Now, really kind of a loaded question here. Is it safe to say you weren't like the, the football star? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> <laughs> that was my first Not thought. football. <laughs> I played baseball. I was a baseball there player. No, I, I, I did play sports, baseball and uh, bowling. I did play some backyard football with my buddies. You know, so I actually was an athlete. But, you know, I, I also had a scholastic side and then this other weird side as well. So. I just also in my mind, I went, was he the geek? Was he doing science? Was he, you know, <laughs> I know. I've always done a little bit of everything, yeah. really. I've, I've always kind of been a jack of all trades. Yeah. I, I love that. You know, I, I love, you know, because I always look back at, you know, high school people. It's like what they turn into. Well, here's Mike. He's now doing this. <laughs> Who would have thought that, you know? Right. Um, I love that. So I love, you know, when you started, right, when you really... It sounds like, and I always tell people coming out of the closet, which I've really grown to hate that term coming out of the closet, you know, because I think it's mm -hmm. just about being yourself. You know what I mean? Right, like, yeah. let's do the closet now. Let's do let's, let's But it sounds like it was really easy for you just to kind of walk into this life. You know, like, this is who I am, and here we go. 
you know? Yeah, you know, I, I never really shied away from it. You know, I always had a, um, I always had a spiritual connection anyway. I, I grew up, I had a religious background. And so I was always interested in that aspect anyway. And mm -hmm. then to find out along the way that aside from religion, there's a whole other deeper aspect to spirituality and the afterlife and all that as well. Um, you know, that really fascinated me. And so there was, you know, as, as a young man coming out of high school, I went directly into the Air Force. And so there were some lean years there where, you know, my writing kind of was on the back burner. Um, looking into, you know, paranormal aspects was kind of on the back burner, although I kept, you know, I kept a few toes in it. Uh, you right. know, I, I would kind of poke around and look around um, like the movie, The Sixth Sense fascinated me. That was kind of like really an introduction to me with EVP, you know, when he's playing back the tape from his sessions, like, oh, yeah. you can capture spirit voices. Let me see if I can do that. Yeah, <laughs> that sort of thing. Um, you know, in 93, you had the uh, uh, the TV special with uh, Mysteries of the Sphinx with uh, Robert Shock, John Anthony West, Charlton Heston. Uh, that absolutely fascinated me. So it's like, okay, let me see what I can, you know, find out down this path. So those years there um, from like the early nineties into like the, the mid two thousands, that was kind of like a big research type of time for me while, okay. you know, raising kids in a family. Right. Well, you got to do that too. You have to yeah. be responsible. It's that you can't just go ghost hunting if you want to, you know, yeah. <laughs> you have to get to a certain age where I can do this, you know? I love that aspect. You know, you posted, and I, I love this, and I, I I think this goes back to your early career, and I think you actually talked about this being kind of like, re, it's the picture of you on the steps, you know, and you were talking about that was that first, do you know what picture I'm talking about you just recently posted? Like, that was your first kind of like headshot picture. The kind okay. Of the, does For, that make yeah. sense? And I was actually in awe on that picture. I, I, I literally looked at it and I went, gosh, you know, to be able to look at yourself kind of like the beginning of your career, that beginning, mm -hmm. that, that had to have been huge for you to kind of look back at that. Uh, it it, it kind of is. I was 29 years old. Um, I just signed my first book deal, which was actually for a mystery novel. Oh. And yeah, <laughs> my first book was actually a mystery novel. <laughs> And so, uh, yeah, looking back, because I was finally starting to realize my dream, you know, because yeah. that's what I had always wanted ever since I was a little kid. And you know, mystery was always an interest of mine as well. Um, I grew up on the Encyclopedia Brown books. And when I was seven years old, I was trying to mimic those. Um, right. I, wrote some, I wrote some little ghost stories as well. If you can imagine this, at, at seven years old, I wrote historic fiction. Oh, so, wow. Which which amounted to little stick figures and, and cannons and talking about the Revolutionary War. It was like a conversation between George Washington and his lieutenant. So. I <laughs> wish you could get your hands on them. I bet you those would be good publishers. I have them. Wow. My you mother hung on to those and I have them, yeah. I mean, think about kids' books. That'd be incredible, mm -hmm. you yeah. know? I love that. And I, I just love the fact that you were able to, because, you know, today I was talking a lot about going back and looking at some of your beginnings and where you've stopped limiting yourself, mm -hmm. you know, you know, as you kind of continue, you know, writing a book on mystery, which is almost mainstream and acceptable, mm -hmm. writing books that maybe aren't so mainstream, so acceptable. Right. How do you, how do you come over that bridge? You know? You know, um, the time when you did it, I mean, I'm not putting you at old in any way, shape or form, but you did this <laughs> during a time where 
you know, unexplained with William Shatner was just not on yet. <laughs> no, it wasn't. You had um, Ghost Hunters. I mm -hmm. think uh, Ghost Adventures was just starting off. Uh, and the one that interested me before either one of those was Scariest Places on Earth, which people don't really remember that show. But that was um, it was on the Family Channel, whichever network had it at the time, whether it was ABC or Fox or whichever one right. it was. Um, but yeah, that one was really interesting because it was a it was a mix of the you know almost like your standard uh, ghost hunting show that we think of today, like uh, like ghost hunters or something like that, where where they would go to a location, they'd get the information, and they kind of poke around a little bit. But then they would also have these challenges where they would you know uh, get a bunch of cameras on a family and throw them in a haunted castle. <laughs> so it was a it was an interesting mix. And, right. Uh, yeah. So I think I remember the show. <laughs> right. Yeah. So so that had always interested me. And, you know, I think part of it is just, you know, remaining true to yourself. You know, it was an interest of mine. And the actual opportunity to start writing in that genre, um, I think it was the universe kind of came along and said, that's great, Mike. You have your first published book we need to guide you and steer you in a little bit of a different direction. Um, Cause at that time when I had the first book out, Deadly Airs is, is the name of the, the book, by the way, Private Eye Novel. Um, I was marketing this, you know, social media on, we're gonna date it here a little bit, back on MySpace. I was gonna say it's MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, you had, okay, you know, had a website, put that up, you know, you were, Oh, it would be like submitting links to the website in different search engines, which they don't even do that anymore because right. Google just spiders everything. Um, and and yeah, whatever you could do on MySpace. And so um, my uh, my editor for my uh, Ghost of Maryland book, Ghost and Legends of Oklahoma, and then Campfire Tales Midwest, she basically found me on MySpace and said sent me a, a little note and said, hey, um, you know, I know that you're a fiction writer, but I see that you also have an interest in the paranormal. Oh. Would you be interested, and I also see you live in Maryland, because that's where I was at the time. I also see that, um, okay, well, I just kind of jumbled that whole thing up. <laughs> okay. I know that you're a fiction writer. I see that you, know, you live in Maryland. I see that you have an interest in the, in the paranormal. Uh, would you be interested in writing a nonfiction book about ghosts in Maryland? Because we were expanding our line of paranormal books. Right. And so it was almost kind of a, a no-brainer. I, I did say, okay, let me think about that for a minute. You know, give me a day. And that night, I had this really strange dream that... I was, uh, you know, walking up and approaching this old historic house and I walked in and I'm looking around, it's beautiful. I sat down in this chair in the entrance hall and I'm trying to get up, trying to get up, can't get out of the chair for some reason. Like something's pinned me down to the chair. I can't figure it out. Right. And so um, I was finally able to get out of the chair and, you know, somewhere in my mind, I'm like, well, you know, it was one of the ghosts or spirits of this, you know fantastic cool haunted house right uh, and then i kind of exited the building i woke up the next day and i was like well i just had a dream about a haunted house so 
yes, I'm going to go ahead and, and sign this contract to, to write a book on Ghosts of Maryland. And what's crazy about it, but also a wonderful thing that let me know that, yes, this was truly what I was supposed to be doing. When I started my research for the book, for the book Ghosts of Maryland, um, you know, one of the things that I was doing was during my lunchtime was anything that was near to where I worked at the, at the time, mm-hmm. I would, you know, go to these different you know, historic locations and, you know, talk to the, to the docents there. What are the, uh, you know, what are the ghost stories and things like that and get some photos. But the very first place that I went to was Mount Pelier Mansion in Laurel. Okay. And when, when I walked in, um, they said, well, you can just do a little self-guided tour. You know, here's a brochure. You can walk around, uh, you know, feel free at your leisure. Okay, great. Right. So um, I walk into the dining room area. That looks wonderful. And I'm kind of, you know, cruising through the house a little bit. And once I got to the entrance hall, I'm looking around. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is the entrance hall from my dream of that historic building. And sure enough, there are chairs lined up and down this entrance hall. And I'm like, I'm not going to sit down though. <laughs> <laughs> I might not get out. So, wow. That's yeah, so I think it was the universe telling me this is the direction you need to go. I love that. I love that. So, you know, you've written other books also, but how do you get from being a writer to creating your own publishing? Well, that you know, came about, um, it is, um, but I had a lot of people over the years because you know, by that point I you know, had a handful of, of published books and you know, people over the years have been coming up to me and asking, okay, how do I get published? What are the steps that I need to take? And so I would give them advice and essentially kind of throw them to the wolves right. and, you know, just like, here's some advice. Hope it works out for you. <laughs> but um, there are a lot of wonderful tools out there now available to everybody and you know i have a a background in computers so it didn't take a lot for me to figure out okay you know how can i use those tools that are at my disposal through like amazon ingram and all that um you know and also with what i know with you know photoshop and microsoft word and things that i was doing actually to write my own books um i could piece all of this together and create my own publishing company so that instead of throwing all these people to the wolves I can take them through the process myself. That's a good idea. I mean, that's really a great idea. I mean, because I know that's one of the questions I always ask somebody else, because I've been thinking about that book for I don't, a decade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a person that doesn't know how to shut up. And when I write, I write like, you know, a book itself, but mm-hmm. I'm afraid to write a book. Does that make sense? Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> You're like, yeah, it doesn't make sense at all. But I know that's one of the questions I, I hear a lot of everybody that goes. Mm-hmm do this where do i go you know and you 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 right. the answers for that which i love you know i love that now i want to switch gears a little bit to the alaskan triangle so okay. here you are you're like yeah no big deal to me it's like it's <laughs> you go from shadow people and paranormal now we're into the alaskan you know triangle you are a very multi-dimensional right. type person you know what i mean it's well, all connected yeah it's <laughs> It really is. It's it's all connected, which is why I have my learning platform, the Connected Universe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I had put. I have I have a very extensive uh, YouTube channel. There's over 700 videos out there, 
actually it might be under 700 now because I, I turned a lot of them off but um right. but yeah they were um the the producers of the alaska triangle uk company wild dreams entertainment um they contacted me because they had come across one of my videos on YouTube about paranormal activity at locations that have portals. Right. And this is a topic that they wanted to talk about during the Alaska Triangle television show. So they contacted me. We got to chatting. They want to know, you know more about you know, earth energy grid, ley lines, that sort of stuff. And so we're chatting about that and about the different activity that happens at these locations that, uh, you know, that have these things. And so then they asked me, well, you know, what do you know about this type of activity in Alaska? And it's like, well, you got to be referencing the Alaska Triangle. I spent three years there when I was in the Air Force from 1992 to 1995. So, boom, it was, you know, a perfect connection. So, you know, they flew me up there. We filmed the television show. And, you know, it was just a perfect setup for because you know, I'm having to research a bunch more information, get more details about some stories I'd heard back in the day. Um, you know, so now I'm becoming more learned on these different topics for the television show. So it just made more, just made, you know, a lot of sense to take everything that I was researching and learning about and put it, put it into a book and include some of my experiences that I had while I was up there. I love that. Now, you know, with, and I'm going to go a little bit further with this because you are the paranormal investigator and then you find this. Do you find more activity in some of those ley lines and some of those places? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there, there's a lot more activity going on. Um, things tend to come through some of these energy hotspots like that. Um, you know, really what's going on is, you know, you have the Earth's magnetism because we have a molten iron core that as it spins around creates the magnetism and of course gives us our magnetic shield from uh you know, the, the solar wind but right. as it passes through the you know earth's mantle and crust it interacts with different metals and minerals water things like this and depending on what it passes through and how much of it there is it's going to create a lot of this uh different type of phenomenon so you know that's where you have planes, people, ships go missing. You have a lot more UFO activity. Uh, you have a lot more paranormal activity. So yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's great because I know I'm a firm believer that, and I, and I teach it that, you it, you know, especially if you have a house that's haunted, you have live people living there, or live people, oh my God. But you have people living there. You tend to find a lot more activity in the kitchen or, you know, in the bedroom where you have a lot of electric, a lot, a lot of electricity going on. Mm -hmm. You know, it seems that, you know, paranormal, you know, um, spirits like to use that, you know, to kind of up their game a little bit. So it makes sense to me, you yeah, know. Absolutely. So, you and know? especially in a place like Alaska, not only do you have, you know, the, the electromagnetism there, which the United States government has measured there. There's a, a survey that was put together in the 1960s by the U.S. Department of the Interior that actually measured these different magnetic anomalies. But it's okay. also... Uh, highly volatile area where you have a lot of earthquakes up there. You have a lot of volcanic activity because of its where it's located on the globe. Um, you know, it's the magnetic shield is actually thinner there, so you have a lot more of the interaction from the solar flares up there, which which is where we get you know, the auroras and things like that. So, uh, so Alaska has become one of these places that's a real hot spot because it's like a cocktail of different energies. Right. So now, is it safe to say this book is kind of like um, 
getting rid of the mystery of all those type of things, like the Bermuda Triangle, all of this, like getting rid of some of the mysteries that we look into it? Um, I don't know if it really answers so many of the mysteries as it gives you some ideas, at least, and possibilities as to what may have happened to some of these things, like you know, the missing airplanes. Um, you know, did they pass through some sort of portal and end up in another point in time, perhaps? Right. Um, people speculate they end up in another dimension for the point yeah. in time. And what I like to point out is, well, if it did go, let's say it went back 500 years in time is what right. happened. Um, it would make some sense to me because, you know, okay, 500 years ago, let's say the indigenous people in the area look up in the sky and they see this massive plane overhead and they're hearing the, the rumble and, you know, how loud it is and all of that. You know, what would they relate that to? Well, mm -hmm. they have no context of an airplane. They know birds. So, okay, it's a very large bird that's very loud and thunderous in nature. So is this where we get some of our Thunderbird legends? Yeah. Well, and also, it's also making me think, and I know you've been to Egypt lately, or you're going to Egypt. Yeah. Both both scenarios. Both, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have and been also, and going back in February, well, yes. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to hear, read about that book. I'll tell you what. But it also makes you wonder about, you know, you have so many people speculating how the pyramids were built. You know, we can't do what they did, you know, and in mm -hmm. the time that they did it. Right. So it almost makes you think, did Amelia Earhart, you know, flip into another or did somebody else flip into another time that gave them that technology or some sort of technology, you know? Yeah, they definitely had a, a know-how that we don't today. Um, you know, some of these buildings and constructions, you know, we don't even have cranes today that could lift some of these blocks and some of these different buildings. So how did they possibly do these things? Yeah. Um, you know, it's still a mystery to our, to our modern era, but it's definitely some sort of technology that was lost, you know, whether they got that from advanced civilization, from ETs, from a time traveler, we, we don't know. Right. Um, but they definitely had a technology that over the course of time became lost. Oh, I love, I love that because that, that starts to get into realms where I get curious, you know, mm -hmm. I get curious into realms of lost Atlantis and things. Of oh, that. Yeah. You know, I, I'm like, you know, that's where, if you could, you know, if you could write a book on that, I'd be so happy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is, that is coming. So in my, in my next book, which is called connecting the universe, I, I do travel down some of those paths. Yes. Yeah. Because I think there's more than just conspiracy theories for them. I think there's, mm -hmm. I think there's some sort of logic and understanding, you know. And, and myself, to me, it's almost like I know it was there. I don't even know how, yeah. you know what I mean. But then my world's all about mystical, magical Harry Potter powers, you know. I mean that type of a situation. So, you know, what are you finding? Is there also a book on Egypt itself coming to coming to light? And some of the um, there, there. yeah, there will be just a, a standalone book on Egypt right now. My experiences are being included in this in this connecting the universe book that uh, that touches on a lot of different topics. But eventually, yeah, there'll be a standalone book on Egypt. I love that. I just know that because you've also spoke about ancient aliens, correct? And things. Yeah, um, I mean, I've been on the television show. Uh, I have a few more episodes of which I'll be on. So right. yeah, there's definitely a, a connection there between uh, some sort of you know extraterrestrial life, even ultra terrestrial life, okay. and you know, what's going on in the world today. So how do you become an expert on that? You know? <laughs> I don't I don't know if expert's <laughs> really the right term. You didn't live in the 1950s and see it come down. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it kind of almost goes back to 
you know, my, my mystery writing, you know, you're, you're like a detective trying to put all the pieces and clues together. So, right. yeah. Well, I think, I think it's great because I can see you, you know, and granted this is years past, you know, when you've passed mm -hmm. and people looking back going, you know, that Mike character, he was really kind of like one of the founding fathers to discover, to discover all this stuff, you know, and put it in paper. Well, you know? I mean, one of the things that I'm trying to do that I believe we should all be doing is, you know, passing on to the next generation. You know, I'm not going to be here forever. I'm not going to, there's no possible way to learn it all, but I can at least learn enough, collect it all, and then pass it on to others. And, uh, you know, hopefully they pick up the mantle and keep going with it. But, um, but yeah, I think that's a big part of what we're supposed to be doing here is, you know, passing on our knowledge to the next generation so that, because humanity has this constant recurring cycle that, yeah, we, we tend to destroy ourselves. So um, <laughs> let's try to not do that and learn from our previous mistakes. You know, you know we've, we've been doing that a few times. I mean, are mm -hmm. we in like a hundred year cycle of pandemics? You know, and yeah. we like to blow ourselves up every few thousands of years. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, it seems to come with um, faster than we probably should advancements, it seems to. So the fact right. that we've blown ourselves up in the last 70 years, I think we're doing pretty good. <laughs> we're doing okay. <laughs> we might have. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, not our generation anyway, you know. Um, but with all seriousness, though, I do want to talk more about ancient aliens and exactly what that means. You know? I mean, yeah, you're talking about the idea that there are extraterrestrial civilizations that have in the past visited our planet. And we've seen a lot of these different ancient cultures, these representations of you know, what they called their gods, uh, you know, throughout their, their artwork, their legends, their, what we call a mythology. But, you know, we see in a lot of that quote unquote mythology, you know, things that have actually truly played out on earth. You know, we, we talk about things like, uh, like the great flood and we see in almost every culture on this planet that they have a flood story. Oh. And a lot of the, a lot of the details are, the same between those different stories and they might have different characters and uh and things like that but it always seems to be that there was a you know a massive flood that destroyed the earth that if there were a few survivors and then afterward there were uh you know visitors that helped them to rebuild the civilization so mm -hmm. it's, it's absolutely fascinating when you see those parallels between cultures and then the question becomes who are the visitors yeah that's pretty, that's pretty incredible if you think about it. And I've never gone to that point. Um, although I know I look at it, you know, cause to me, mythology is really kind of going into Greek gods and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but I'm sure there's quite a few other ones, you know, I'm not the most, I'm not the most scholastic person. Let's put it. <laughs> I, just, I'm, I was never a researcher growing up, you know, it just was never going to be my, my thing, but I did have these fascinations. You know, mm -hmm. these fascinations with, you know, Zeus and, and all of those type of things and kind of and, and not necessarily in what pop culture looks at them as, but, you know, more the tangible type of a thing, you know. So um, it would be really interesting, especially, if, you know, that data would come across as something that's very true, you know, so that people can hold on to something more than what's depicted with lightning bolts. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah there's there are nuggets of truth within there. And, yeah. you know, each culture kind of puts their spin 
on exactly you know what happened or who those people were but you see very similar characters between these different cultures that they were calling either their gods or some sort of visitor or something like that um, right. you know but their function was essentially the same i i love that i i honestly I, that that just blows me away that somebody is taking all those myths and making them very tangible you know maybe because i do i do really believe that as you do or i'm sure you do anyway that in order to save ourselves from the future we have to understand our path absolutely our yeah because you know, if we don't understand the past we're, we're going to be right back to where we were you know oh. and so um and not just you know back to hitler on it's, it's going back a lot further than that oh so for sure yeah. um so you also have a show it's called the unexplained network uh, on the unexplained network um oh for yeah 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 <laughs> sorry no, I've got, yeah, you were all over the place i am you to think, oh, so much, that, yeah no that yeah so unexplained much. network yep you know most people i talk to it's like one or two things that i can explore so in depth you are all compassing like you have just <laughs> you know and i think and it's funny because as you're talking and i do want to talk about that but as you're talking I love how it's like you had a dream of this or you had this, you know what I mean? Something has kind of clicked you into something else. Does right. that, you know what I mean? It's, um, you're a very learned gentleman and, and very scholarly, but it seems to be spirit that keeps popping you from one subject to another. This to is another true. This is true. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, I had, I had to think about it for a second because I always refer to it as the UnX network. That's the way they brand oh. everything. So I was like, wait a second. Oh yeah, right. Grace, Grace Hobbs, head set up. Another thing, um, you do. another thing you do that you know you just kind of pop up and show some yeah. pictures and you know interviewed again. <laughs> yeah. So the show I have on there um, is connecting the universe, which I know same title as the book that that's coming out. Um, and basically, what that is is a syndicated version of my weekly class on the Connected Universe portal. So, on the Connected Universe portal, we do you know a whole one-hour class on Wednesday nights, eight o'clock p.m. Uh, includes slide presentation, videos, all of that while I'm you know going through the material. And basically, I port that out to a podcast that runs on a variety of different platforms, and the Unex Network is is one of those. Oh. Oh, that's beautiful. How do people get to that? I mean, how do people get to yeah, that? For, like just what, being part of that class? Yeah, being part of the class, connecteduniverseportal.com. I have a 30-day free trial on the monthly membership side. And there's also an annual uh, subscription for that, which I, I will say that we periodically uh, do run specials for on that. So we just had one for Black Friday, and we'll probably do another one at New Year's. But uh, yeah, if you want to check it out now, we have a 30-day free trial out there. I love that because it gives people, you know, I mean, my show is all about, you know, for all the, and I, I know I've watched you get a lot of questions at a Paracon once. It's like, how'd you do this? How, I, right. you know, it's, it's a, And I know I'm doing the same thing to you right now because I'm trying to think of all the questions people would ask, you know, all right. over the place. Um, and I know that's one thing people are like, how do I learn about this stuff? Mm -hmm. You know, how do I learn about ancient aliens when, Everybody thinks it's like a government conspiracy. It's about this. It's about that. It's like, how do they go to find those details? How do you how do you uncover this stuff, you know, and make it more pliable to people? Yeah, it's a lot of research. It's finding those connections, which is why I've called it, you know, the connected universe. Right. And, and it's almost like pattern matching from when we were little kids, right? Find the different patterns. Yes. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's a more advanced 
concept of that to try to find the the connections and the patterns between all of these different historic stories and tie that into what's going on now right i can just if you use post-it notes i could just see your wall right now with all these different <laughs> colors post-it notes in i i do the the one wall in the dining room for my uh season two of my shadow dimension docuseries there's all kinds of post-it notes on the <laughs> wall just... it's like this is episode one it's episode two yeah <laughs> I can just see it like you trying to keep it all straight, you know, mm -hmm. and then research is just a whole nother room in itself. You know? <laughs> it looks like a murder's gone on or something, you know, pretty much. So, I love that. So what are your interests going further into this? What is what else are you looking at? You mean besides everything? <laughs> you know what? I, I I love that. I honestly love this. And it was like, I was talking to my producer ahead of time. He's like, what are you going to ask about? I'm like, I don't know. Mike does so much. I could only, I, we could spend an hour easy on every topic, yeah. you know, but you do so much, you know, so it, it is, what is, what is left for Mike Ricksetter to, to go explore? Yeah. I mean, there, there's really a lot. Um, Cause I'm, I've really just scratched the surface with my research so far. So um, yeah, going back to Egypt, you know, we're looking at the tour is called Stargates of Ancient Egypt. So yeah. You know, we're taking a closer examination at the um, the buildings and the facilities, uh, you know, that were labeled as stargates. And you see it right there in the hieroglyphs, you know, where it's actually labeled as stargates. So we're doing a deeper dive into that this time. Uh, we'll go back. We'll look at Atlantis, you know, because that's another area that that fascinates me. The where you see the Atlantis story, you know, all throughout our uh, uh earthly culture, I guess, for lack of a better term, it's a world, it's a world phenomenon, not just, you know, one part of the world. Right. Um, but then you also see these connections back out into, into the universe. That's, that's really fascinated me that, uh, you know, the idea that uh, before our current solar system, mm -hmm. that we actually were spawned out of another one, that this is not our first go around with this planet. It was formed up a different way. We don't know what that solar system would have looked like. Right. Um, you know, ideas that, you know, perhaps we are the extraterrestrials that we have come from some other planet or some other system somewhere. Uh, so those are other things that I'm looking into as well. I love, I, I, and I truly believe that because I think we've blown ourselves up here enough times. We've probably done it on other, on other yeah. planets and we keep looking for another one that, okay, we need to get something similar, you know, because they're mm -hmm. going to do it again. One that's, you know, we're just looking at is earth accessible to blow up right now. And it is, right. you know, <laughs> so, um, I love, I love that. I love that you just, there's always more for you. You know, you're kind of like, um, this, just this explorer, a modern day explorer, you know, that um, really is just out there and doing everything, which is amazing. It is, it's amazing to me. And then you still have time to show up at Paracons and all these <laughs> other ones. I mean, it's like, I don't know how you do it all. You know, my life is crazy, but yours is like, you're flying all over the place. You know, I tell people I don't sleep much, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I sleep beautifully on a plane. Give me a little pillow. I'm good for two hours. There you go. <laughs> you know, I love it. So people can go on these tours with you, can't they? Sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, we have the registration open for the Egypt tour through the beginning of January. It's getting really down to the wire, though, because, you know, at this point you need to be, um, you know, booking your airline tickets and all that. But there's still an opportunity to sign up for that. Right. Uh, and that tour runs February 7th through the 19th. And wow. then we have a sail with Spirit Alaska cruise the beginning of September, September 1st through the 8th. I love that. 
No, I and I'll tell you what, Christmas present for anybody that wants it, Egypt's mm -hmm. great. I mean, it's going to be warmer there than it is. Yes. I'm in Wisconsin, <laughs> so anything is warmer than Wisconsin right, right. now. But you know what? It's it's a great time if people are thinking about that. So the um, Sail with Spirit one, what's that going to be about? Um, that one actually has it has a lot more people on that than just me. Um, a, I think there's like at least a dozen different speakers for that one. Uh, a lot of different uh, psychic mediums, energy healers, uh, this sort of thing. So it's a it's a giant seminar at sea for the whole week. Sounds and, like uh, we have supports of call. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it sounds like it's my alley. So I'm going to talk to dead yes, people. definitely. We're going to talk to dead people. Life is good. And we're going to mm -hmm. throw it in there because he's going to prove it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I don't want to keep you much longer, but you know, if you were to tell somebody, you know, anything about just kind of exploring or navigating, you know, if somebody looks at you, you know, how am I going to form this question? Because I know I've asked you a lot of questions about how, you know, you got this and how you did that because you've done so many different things. How would you explain to somebody to just kind of go at their life? You know, how, how, how did you do any of it? Or, you know, what, what would be your advice? Um, I mean, if you have a, if you have a dream, if you have an idea, you have a goal, don't give up on it. You know, keep, keep pushing forward. You know, it's that old, the old Rocky saying, it's not how hard you hit, it's how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Uh, because it's it's a challenge. You know, trying to get a, a book published, uh, you know, when I got that first mystery novel published, you know, this is something that I, had been a dream of mine since I was little that I'd been wanting to do my entire life. And to get those rejection letters again and again and again and again was really tough because I knew I was a good writer. Uh, you know, anybody who had read my stuff was like, this is, this is great. You need, you definitely need to get it published, you know, throughout my whole life. So yeah. to get those rejection letters was like, what in the world's going on? Am I, am I not as good as I thought I was, you know, right. but I just, just kept going and going and going and going. And with any of it, like, um, uh, you know, with the YouTube channel, you know, yes, there are hundreds of, uh, videos that are out there, but if you look at the early ones, you know, even to this day, some of them only have like 40 views on them. You know, nobody was watching that stuff. So right. why did I keep going? Well, it's because I just believed that I needed to keep going. I need to keep putting the effort in this, that somewhere along the way, um, that somebody would watch it, that would help them in some capacity, that would be informative for somebody somehow. And sure enough, along that way, somebody noticed and said, hey, we would like to we would like for you to give this information to a bigger audience. I think that's, I think that's beautiful because I think that's about the best advice I've ever heard for somebody, you know, just that's, it's beautiful advice. You know, it wasn't just that you happened into things, which I think sometimes look at, you know, we see big, I, I'm going to put you in that bigger than life category, you know, because people will watch you and just go, Oh my gosh, you know, how do I be like him? Well, you are like everybody else. You just have yeah. to keep trying. Just keep know? going. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just, you know, whatever it is. And I think that's beautiful. So thank you, Mike, so much for coming on. Sorry to put you all over the place. It's, but no, it's totally fine. I appreciate life, it yet. Your life is just, it's, it's, it really is a, a fairy tale life with everything, you know? So it's been, it's a, been such a joy to be able to have you on and talk with you. And I know everybody that's listening to this now and in the podcast form is going to get so much out of it. So thank you again for coming. Thank you, Enjoy. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yes. 
and happy new year enjoy and enjoy 2023 i hope you have uh, many successes next year oh you also i can't wait to follow you so <laughs> some more so, and i think i'll see you in michigan this year so yes absolutely yes beautiful have a great year you too bye take bye. care bye-bye everybody else i'll be back in a few minutes here with school through spirit with wltkdb.com Welcome back here. This is Jet here on School of the Spirit with WLTKDB.com. I do want to apologize to you guys also because I literally was like all over the place. Mike does, has done so much, so much, so many incredible things. And um, I don't even want to say reinventing because I don't think that's it. I think it's just explored more and more and more of what he is able to do and wants to do and is called to do. And I was just trying to give everybody listening. Um, all those questions, all those questions, because I know everybody's got their different part of what he does that they're interested in. So again, he's just, you know, you can get so much more of Mike on Gaia TV. Uh, I think it's Discovery or Travel Channel um, all over, you know, all over the place. Um, the Unexplained Network, um, Haunted Road Media, that is one place. I had that up on the thing for a minute there for you guys to be able to see. And that's where you can and I'll put that back up there. Um, that is Haunted Row Media is actually his publishing company where you can find all the books um, for Mike, just so you can go and, and get that information. And I really do hope, and I, I know I always encourage people to go explore and look at the guests, but Mike is one I really would, you know, especially with all that he's done and all that he has brought to life for people. I do encourage people to go and explore Mike, learn more about him, what he does. Um, cause he's doing some very, very valuable research guys. I mean, very, very valuable. Yeah. A lot of people will look at, um, these as, um, as conspiracy theories or, you know, taboo or whatever it is that people look at, you know, at these things, Mike is making these things reality. Mike is really, I, I truly believe when I said it to him and I'll say it again, that someday, and it may not be for, you know, a hundred years from now. But people are going to look back on the research that he's done and and look at it and go, wow, he really was kind of a forefather of this. He was a founder of a lot of this stuff because he has taken that time that people like me don't take to connect the dots, to to see where all this comes together. Now, you do have people that go on theology, you know, and, and, and more of a biblical or um, looking at different things of that nature. But this gentleman, really, he's taking it all. He's taking it all in. And he's making sense of it. He's he's bringing in all those points of interest, and he's he's connecting dots, and he's he's put it in paper form for us to be able to read and explore and learn, and then realize that these aren't these aren't just creations of somebody's figment of their imagination. 
these are, the, you know, he's not doing that. He's, he's really making these things come to life and the exploration of his life. And please do me a favor if you like. And, um, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to bring, ugh, I'm going to bring him up here. I'm going to actually bring him up someplace else so that I can, um, get this up for you guys to see. You can Google just the name Mike Ricksetter. His bibliography, biography, um, you know, um, just does so much. You know, I'm just going to look at his biography here for you guys for to see. He does a lot. You can see everything he does. You can go from there. And that's going to just, it is so, oh my God, guys, it is so funny. I just literally Googled him, clicked on his IMBD. And at the very bottom, you know, they have all those uh, all those advertisements. At the very bottom, uh, his advertisement for right now anyway, is a Harry Potter fossil. Harry Potter fossil. Um, and I just, that's funny. I think that's awesome because he is making, he's making magic of everything that is, um, that is there. You know, he really is. He's making everything, um, he's making it. So please do me a favor, start to follow Mike, you know, see what he's got to offer. I think, you know what, just finding his interest in what he does and all he does is really going to help you to grow your own interest and have, give you a, a know-how of where to go next, you know, and what you can do, what you can do. So again, everybody, I do apologize for, you know what, not only was I over all over the place with Mike, I was all over the place with this show. What an interesting going into, oh, let me look. Let me look, Tim. Um, I want to make sure I give you the right date. I'm going to be putting that out later later this week. I don't want to give you a definite um, thing. It is, yep, January 5th. It'll be from 6 to 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, 7 to 8.30 um, Eastern Time, guys. And Tim, I think you're an hour behind me, but I know you're really good with time zones, so. With that being said, guys, I'm going to wish everybody a very, very Merry Christmas. I hope it is magical and mystical and all it should be from a kid's point of view and not us adults' point of view because that's what makes Christmas amazing. Um, it's not just the tinsels and the sparkles, but it's uh, the excitement of the little ones. Um, and with that being said, I'll see you next week with Mr. Mike Hatchard and hopefully my brain's a little less scattered. So... You guys have a great day. This has been Diet Renee here with School Through Spirit on WLTKDB.com.